You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? How you been the last couple weeks? You tell me, buddy. It's I, I've been around. Where, you've been all over the place. Uh, it, feels, I, it feels like you have missed uh, the, the whole first half of training well, camp. That is true. I do feel like I'm, I've, I've missed a lot of Cowboy news, but I've been, been to Jamaica, which was really nice. For all you guys that reached out and said kind words, I appreciate you. I was on my honeymoon, but I am glad to be back. Um, and Landon, we've got some, some things to talk about today. So... If you don't mind, we're going to do a little bit of a catch-up over the last couple of weeks and basically talk about some big things that are happening in Cowboys camp. Uh, so I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. So are you ready to jump right into this? I've got your answers, buddy. All right, let's let's go it. ahead and start with Dak Prescott because uh, from kind of just from an outsider's view, it seems like he's having a good camp. Uh, there's still some up and down parts of his game. Um, I, I actually like the quote that Prescott had yesterday. He basically said he got a lot better. Uh, he's kind of trying throws in practice just to see where he can put the ball and where he can't put the ball. Uh, and that's kind of resulted in a few interceptions. Um, but I'm going to ask you, Landon, how has Prescott looked so far in camp? I think he's looked really good. I mean, I think that really, you know, there's been uh, – a lot of kind of hand wringing over some of the interceptions, but I, I think you know what he's talked about is really kind of a good example of why that doesn't really concern me. Um, you know, I, I think the question, and I, I talked about this on Twitter yesterday, is I think the question is, can Dak put the ball where he wants it when he when, when he, he wants needs to? Yeah, when he when he needs to. Yeah, and, and I think that that's you know I think it. Along that spectrum, he's improved. I think that's without a doubt, just because his is it, it feels like his uh, mechanics are more consistent. Um, and again, this is still all kind of preliminary because we do need to still see it in the context of what's happening when there's trash around his feet, when he's moving, mm-hmm. when he's resetting. Right. I mean, we've seen only a few kind of live. In, in, in none of these, he's being hit. You know, so even in the live, in the you know full go segments he's not being hit so uh you know i think that there's we need to make sure that that kind of confirm it when 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 the bullets are flying as well but i think in along that line he has uh he has definitely improved you know i think the throw the interceptions that are being thrown out here are tip passes and you know times when he's throwing the ball you know in questionable situations and i think that quote kind of Describes why he's doing. That. He's tr- he's trying things out in practice, and, and, and in a normal game situation, Dak is very careful with the football. I'm not concerned about his decision making. So, um, yeah, I I tend to think that his throwing his his accuracy has improved uh, quite a bit. Uh, but it's you know this is only this is a preliminary test. We it, it, we won't really know much until the bullets start flying. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited to see. I, I, you know, the one of the things that Kellen Moore's kind of talked about this offseason is. 
being more aggressive, especially down the field. And I think we're starting to see a little bit more of that in practice with, you know, him taking chances, especially to to Michael Gallup and sometimes John Vea Johnson, who I want to get to in a second. But, um, yeah, it seems like overall things are trending in a positive direction for Prescott. Um, let's go ahead and move to running backs, Landon. I don't want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Instead, I want to talk mm-hmm. about Tony Pollard, who is impressing okay. a lot of people. I know I reached out to you you and uh, John the last couple of days, kind of asking how Pollard is doing. And both of you guys are really impressed. What have you seen from Pollard so far, Lynn? Yeah, I mean, just as advertised. I mean, just very fluid is the word that keeps getting used, and I, I definitely uh, – uh, agree with that. He's sudden. I think is another word. Just you know, his in his ability to uh, change direction on the move. You know, I think that one run where he, uh, I, you know, I, John, I, was it John that put a really good angle of that? But someone put a really good angle of that touchdown run he had in I think the blue white mm-hmm. scrimmage yep. the other day. Um, and it, I mean, that shows you what we're talking about. I mean, a guy who moves at a high rate of speed, but also changes speed without losing momentum, um, which is scary, you know. And, and, and I think you've seen that when he runs routes too. Like he, he's running the route at full speed, then he'll look like he stopped, and he'll kind of. That's what happened to Jalen Smith on that route. Is I think when he was covering him that uh, that Dak overthrew was that. It was, you know, he kind of just, it wasn't even a stop. He just, like, kind of shifted like he was going to stop and then kicked it into a higher right. gear. Um, and, and, yeah, so he does that in a way that I haven't really seen since, like, you know, uh, what's his name? I'm totally forgetting his name, number 25. The, the <laughs> Felix of, Jones or Lance Dunbar? No, no, damn Dunbar. Yeah, like in Dunbar in, in the sense that, you know, he's he kind of, Accelerates and explodes really quickly. I, I think he's going to be. Uh, and the other thing too that is really impressive is that you, you've seen him doing all kinds of yeah, different absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, you know, and it and he's and he's doesn't seem to be having any problem with any of it. So uh, yeah, Zeke, no Zeke, whatever. I mean, you know, whatever. How that ever pans out, uh, this guy is going to have uh, be involved in the offense, and, and I think is going to be uh, could be a, a real special player as far as creating big plays. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it still looks like he needs a little work in terms of his route running. He needs to be more crisp there because when we saw him at Memphis, honestly, he was a slot receiver who basically ran uh, basically like a tunnel screen and an underneath screen, and occasionally ran a slant. I, I actually don't think he has very much experience running routes from out of the backfield. Is that kind of something that you've noticed so far at camp? I mean, out of the backfield, I've seen him running a lot of – I haven't seen him running a, a wide variety of routes out of the backfield, but 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 what I have seen him do is run motion out into the slot and run. You know, I mean, he'll run a wheel route right. out of the it's, slot, and that's, that's a fun route. I mean, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I I think he's not running. Uh, you know, he's not running corner routes or right, you know right. or, or complicated. Uh, you know, you know, multi uh, multifaceted, multi part routes it is more kind of just uh slants you know that sort of thing like you know one make get up here and make a cut at five yards you know and and yeah he's definitely needs work especially in relation to you know the wide receivers that are on the team uh, to, to continue there but i i, I don't 
like his his route running is not such that it, it'll keep him it, off the field at this right. point. Right, and that's you know the, that's saying? the most important thing is that yeah, he it's functional for sure at this point. It's going to get better, but it's definitely with his athleticism the way it is, it's definitely functional. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk about the wide receivers. All right, Lane, and just kind of wrapping things up here with the the offense. Wide receivers, it seems like Amari Cooper, nobody can cover him on this team. Michael Gallup yeah. is making the leap in the second year, kind of what we anticipated. And then there's been some surprises with John Vea Johnson making some plays down the field. Uh, I've seen some tweets about Tavon Austin making plays. Just kind of give me your general thoughts about this wide receiver core so far through camp. It's a healthy competition. I mean, I, I think that's the thing that's most exciting about it is that it really feels like it, it really feels like all these guys are kind of taking their turn. Um, and, and it's not like when the guys are not taking their turns that they're, you know, like you're seeing a ton of drop passes or, or anything like that. Like, I really think that there's a healthy competition going on with several different pretty talented players, you know, including we got to throw Reggie Davis's mm-hmm. name in there. Um, uh, we got a we got a yeah, Tavon Austin. I think is a guy whose name has been forgotten because everyone's excited about these new people. But I've seen him doing stuff out here, like you mentioned. Jalen Guyton, you know, is a guy who's still managing to get behind defenses and and run. He's runs he runs really great routes, you know, considering what we're talking about as a player. You know, I mean, I saw him running a corner route that was really impressive at one point, getting open. Um, and yeah, and then obviously. It's hard not to – you can't go any further with mentioning any of these guys without mentioning John Vea Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think he's been the guy that's probably kind of the uh, – in the, the wheelhouse of uh, uh, of what they're looking for. I mean, he's kind of a, a, a mixture of, of several different players. I mean, he's, he's not big, but he's he's got speed to burn. He's got quickness. They, we've seen him be used – in the slot, we've seen him be used outside. We've seen him uh, get used in in uh, jet sweeps. I mean, yesterday in the blue white scrimmage was probably his his first you know kind of bad day. I would say uh, just he had two pretty bad drops. Um, but I, I would say that outside of that, I mean, he's he's been able to get deep on on the first with the first team against the first team defense. Um, he's uh, excelled at all kind of all levels of the field, whether it's short or, or medium range. I mean, he's he's been able to get in the, catch the ball in the, in the middle of the field as well. Uh, he's just kind of done. He's kind of put out a complete performance. And again, outside of what was kind of a disappointing performance yesterday, uh, I, I think he has been the guy who's made the case that he should be the fourth receiver uh, on this team, uh, and then that that the that the rest of the race kind of starts after Which, him. Which, that is incredible. We're two weeks into camp, and you're already making the argument that he should be the, the, the guy after Cooper, Gallup, and Cobb. That's that's awfully impressive. It almost, I don't want to seem like it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to make the 53-man roster, but we're certainly trending that way, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'm not certainly not guaranteeing anything, but I, I, I would say that when... Heard. I mean, looking back now, I kind of feel like when Heard got cut, when Heard Hearns got cut. Uh, I'm sorry. You know what I was thinking about is is I was thinking about how 
Guyton, and really it doesn't even just need to be Guyton and John Van Johnson, but this could be like that year that Hurd and Austin both made mm-hmm. the team as undrafted free agent wide receivers. I'm, I'm wondering if this is now another time when we might see two undrafted free agents make this team, and, and, and whether it's and Reggie Davis is a is a first year player, but he, you know, I mean, I think it's kind of a similar situation, yeah. right? Where, uh, you know, I, it could be him and Reggie Davis. It could be Guyton and Reggie Davis. I mean, Guyton and uh, uh, John Vea Johnson. Um, it could be Guyton and 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 Reggie Davis if if John Vea Johnson, you know, can't keep it up, or if those other two guys shine out. But I will say this: that I, I think that very likely, just looking at the way things are, you know. When, if you're if you're ranking the, everything past the first three guys, you know the top three of the remaining, right? Of four, five, and six, it, more than likely you're going to include two of those undrafted guys in, in that three. And so I, I think that shows you the kind of talent that they were able to mine. After yeah, the draft. I, I still think Tavon's a lock to make the roster just because of what he can do on special teams, also as a runner. Well, let, let me add this in real quick because I I normally would agree. But they have been trying everybody at punt returns. Hmm. Like John Vea Johnson, Reggie Davis, uh, they actually had uh, Pollard back there. Yeah, I, ever, I noticed that. That was gonna say, that's something he he hasn't done. I don't think in camp or in college. I think that is that's interesting. I, I'm wondering if they don't want to. And I and I think that by the way, I think that uh, Cobb is likely to take over that role of the uh, safe Beasley. punt return. Like yeah. like the yeah. Beasley, right? So uh, I I'm wondering if they aren't trying to get out from under Tavon Austin pigeonholing him into a roster mm, spot. Interesting. So I, that, I, I'm just bringing that up because I, I feel like they have tried a lot of bodies. I think I saw Mike Jackson back there returning kicks at one point. So I, I think that they've tried that may be kicks, but I'm still you know they're looking at a whole bunch of different guys at both returner roles. And to me that that seems like well even though Austin's number is not huge or whatever, do they really want to be pigeonheld with the guy who has got an injury issue? Can he stay on the field? You know what I'm saying? So just throwing that I out there. I hope Tavon makes the team because I still think he can be a valuable I, player. I don't disagree. I think he's special with the with the speed when he's when he's when he's healthy. You know, but the, the real problem is is that how long can you rely right. on? Absolutely. That? Um, let's touch on the offensive line really quickly. Just any quick t- takeaways? I know they've kind of been monitoring some of the veterans. Zach Martin's going to be out for the next week with a sore back. Is probably the best way to put it. Uh, just any thoughts on that offensive line? Connor Williams, I mean, he's looked really mm-hmm. great. I mean, he's definitely looks like a guy who won a golf cart compared to last yep. year. Uh, you know, I think he's uh, that he's a healthy 320. He's, you know, I mean, he looks well. He looks good carrying around. He's he's added strength. Um, you know, it's 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 legit. A very positive sign, Connor Williams. I think that's really the storyline. Is that. I'm hoping that this is the year we go back to not having to worry about the left guard position. Uh, and I'm going to say this since uh, since we lost Leary, because I, I don't know that Collins ever fully com- felt comfortable there. Uh, I think this guy could be the best guy since mm. Leary left. Ooh, that's a pretty big statement. Um, but, yeah, from, from all the videos that we've kind of seen, the tweets, it definitely looks like he's gotten stronger. Uh, his upper body is significantly bigger. Uh, and that's translating into some positive production for, for Williams. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the defensive line. The two guys that have kind of stood out so far uh, are Malik Collins. Uh, seems like he's finally healthy, and he's starting to kind of put it all together. And then Dorrance Armstrong. 
Uh, you know, we we were looking for a defensive end to kind of make the leap, whether it was Taco Charlton, uh, maybe Kerry Hyder getting back, but it appears Dorrance Armstrong is the guy that's kind of taking his play to the next level. Uh, Landon, what are your thoughts on those two guys in camp so far? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of what everybody else has seen for sure. I mean, I think Dorrance is definitely taking his level up to uh, to uh, the next you know plateau. And and uh, I, I think, like I said, he was a guy that we talked about all throughout the offseason and, and, and thought that he could definitely be uh, someone who was uh, a candidate for this. I mean, he showed out at different times at, at, at training camp last season, too. So, I mean, the difference now is that he's beating Tyron Smith every once right, in a while. Right, right. And that's crazy. So, um, I, I think right now it's it's about seeing how he translates that to the game and, and takes that to the game. And, and from a guy like Millie Collins, I mean, honestly, this is not an un... What we've seen is unbelievable out of him. But I, I, I guess unbelievable is a terrible word because, really, it, this is very believable for... Uh, you know the trajectory of the player that we saw from his rookie year. The problem has always been that he's had one nagging uh-huh. injury or another, and I feel like that has actually kind of inhibited his ability to develop because he, uh, you know, he he doesn't pra- get a lot of practice time. He's basically only playing games. He's uh, he's missed all the training camp his rookie year and still managed to get five or six sacks. So. Uh, if his foot is completely healthy and and, and able to, and stable. Uh, I think we're going to see uh, a, a realization of, of Malik Collins that is uh, something that we hadn't seen yet. And, and I think he has immense talent, and that would be really impressive. He's really taken Tristan Hill under his wing, and that was something that John Oning Which pointed out Which is cool, to considering was, that Collins has to yeah. know that Hill is coming for his job next year, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, I, yeah, and I think that when you look at that, and, and if we've talked about it over and over again, when you look at that, you look at the idea that maybe Randy Gregory makes it back to this team as, to, as well. Suddenly, you got maybe t- more Tyrone Crawford inside, and 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 I'll, Chris Chris Covington is legit. Like that dude can play, and uh, so I, I think you've got suddenly you might have a nice little rotation inside. And we're talking about Christian Covington. We uh, we we made up nicknames. Yes, Christian. We made up Covington. nicknames for these guys before, but I don't remember what they were. That's right. Christian Covington, yeah. defensive yeah. tackle, yeah. Um, linebackers, uh, Leighton Van Resch and Jalen Smith are great. Anything else? Nope, they okay. are great, and so are the, so like the two or three guys underneath Good. them. Frankly, I mean, I really, I mean, Joe Thomas, March Lillard, obviously Sean Lee, uh, this kid Gifford that they're, yeah. they're Luke Gifford that they're like looking at. I mean, they like all of them, and they all seem to be very good at playing football. Uh, Chris, even Chris Covington got an interception the other day it, in practice, so it, it's it's tough to keep. I, track. I do want to point this out because John made a good point about this the other day. Uh, Luke Gifford has been rotating with Chris Covington, the linebacker. Uh, on special teams unit with the first team. So that typically gives you an idea who's going to make the roster. And if Gifford and Covington are, you know, competing for snaps now, that might be a fun little battle that we have to watch here in training camp. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to the cornerbacks. Uh, No Byron Jones as he deals with a hip injury. Uh, We're starting to see some of the young corners. I know Donovan Alumba had a good uh, practice at the blue-white scrimmage. Um, Lana, what are some of your thoughts on some of these younger cornerbacks? They're all playing great. I mean, they. I mean, that's the thing is, uh, it's it's. I mean, Alumba has been kind of up and down at times. Um, I mean, he definitely had an amazing day the last two days, really. Um, but I really think Mike Jackson has been really great, and and uh, diff- all throughout different points of camp. Um, yeah, I think it, he's made it clear that he's 
belongs and is part of, you know. And even yesterday he had a, a forced fumble as well, and, and he's picking the ball off, and he's been good in coverage. I've seen him playing in the slot, playing uh, outside. Let me ask you this. Like, if compared uh, to, like, Cheeto as a rookie, how does he compare, to like, to Mike Jackson? Um, I think it's a tough comparison because Cheeto was definitely going through a – well, I mean, Cheeto was going through a higher – rung of competition, but I don't know if the talent was still any better right. for the wide receivers he was going through against the you know what ones as the now current, you know, twos that Mike Jackson's right. going through. Um I would say that they're Are they similar? I mean I would say that I would say that they're comparable, okay. maybe. Um I, I think that Cheeto's probably I, I would compare Cheeto more to Jordan Lewis. You mean uh, Michael Jackson in terms of Jordan Lewis? Oh, yeah, sorry, no, no, yes, yeah, uh, uh, Jackson uh, more Jordan Lewis, where it's like, it's a little bit more up and down, but, like, it's, there's more ups, Mm -hmm. and there's more downs. You know, like, with with Cheeto, he's very steady, like, he's competing on every single snap. He may get the hand on the ball, you may get the reception, but it's going to be close every single time. I think with this guy, with Jackson... You're seeing him pick the ball off. You're seeing him make plays, and then every once in a while, he's letting a guy get loose behind him, and you know he needs to clean that up. But I, I think that he's a, a volatile player, which I think is has some value on a, on the defense. You know, you don't want a, just a team full of steady eddies. You need guys to cre- inject volatility in there to, to be playmakers. And I think he he to me seems more like that kind right. of guy. And that's what we're excited to see. We're excited to see if he can be more consistent because I think the skills are there. He's obviously athletic enough. Uh, we saw the ball skills in college. Uh, Michael Jackson, somebody we're going to be really watching in, in the preseason game on Saturday. All right, Landon, our last thing that we're going to talk about today uh, is maybe the most important, most surprising thing of camp so far, and that's Xavier Woods from all accounts and by you know everybody that we talked to. And Surprising for no, you, maybe. <laughs> that's the wrong way to put it. Maybe the most impressive thing we've seen is Xavier yes. Woods kind of make the leap so far. Just tell me what you've seen from Woods so far in practice. More of the same. I mean, it's just him taking the next step. He's been on a steady incline uh, since uh, you know middle of the season last year, something clicked in him as far as I'm concerned and uh you know you saw it near the end of the of the season last year he really started to see things a lot better um it's you know he's just he's confident now which makes him play more fluid and he's reacting quicker he's moving before uh he's seeing the patterns is what it is you know it's like he's seeing the the it, it all it's it's the matrix mm-hmm. you know it's like it's the, he's seeing the ones and zeros now and so um it's it's helping his you know it's helping promote his athleticism you know it's he's cuz he's getting a jump and he's getting he's in full speed by the time he needs to get there now look i mean some of the stuff that the people have pointed out well the dax arm got hit on his on that one interception and and these are all good points but the but the but the other point is that you know this stuff was happening in the season too and they still weren't getting interceptions so like the fact that he's getting to where the ball is going to be most of the time it, it you know that's going to promote interceptions regardless of whether that specific play would or would not have been an interception, whether if the ball had been 
not been tipped okay. by the, the defensive lineman. You right. know what I'm saying? So I, I, the point is that he's arriving at the ball when he needs to, and I think it's it's going to play out in the season like that too. Okay, and you know I think Xavier Woods took a little offense to when some people were saying that the Cowboys need Earl Thomas that Woods can't be a you know full time free safety, uh, and he, he's actually talked about that how that's motivated him. You know, a lot of the fans just didn't think he was in that same level of player, so. Through two weeks of camp or whatever we are right now, uh, Woods is is really a a surprising player that I, I just can't wait to see once we get to the regular season. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.